guys, we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's just turn to our Bibles. First Kings chapter 8. We'll read verse... It's going to be a very lengthy one, but we'll just read verse 22 and verse 23. While we are standing, it reads in this manner he found, and Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. He said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath. Who keepest the covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart as we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, and this morning evening we just want to commit the reading of the way to you. Believers have sung, believers have prayed. I have prayed to dear God. And Lord, we are standing here, all of us, we are solemnly depending on thee just to come and be a blessing unto us. That is why we have come here. We just want to commit everything to you for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seat, uh, we just want to speak on Solomon's prayer this evening. Hallelujah. Uh, when he was dedicating the temple. How many believe that prayer is important? Amen. I like that song that says, I will live by prayer. Amen. Brother Brandon says, prayer changes things. Do you agree with that one? Prayer changes death to life. Prayer changes sicknesses to health. It changes sinners to saints. It's prayer. Hallelujah. Now, if there is one thing that you can never have in excess of is prayer. You can never pray enough. Hallelujah. Brother Brahman says you can talk too much, you can sing too much, you can laugh too much, but you can never pray too much. Hallelujah. So that means it's something that we, we've got to do on daily basis. Now, here it says, we will just be in the First Kings chapter 8, verse 22. We'll start from verse 24. Who has kept, but before we get there, let's just go to verse 1 of it. Hallelujah. That's First Kings. I just closed my Bible here. First Kings chapter eight. It says, Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, and the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord 
out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ethanim, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark, and they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the vessels that were in the tabernacle, even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told, nor numbered for multitude. The priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place and unto the oracle of the house to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. Amen. So when you, you read it, you find that before Solomon could say a prayer, he had to put things in order. Are we together? So that means when a believer prays, in order for your prayer to be answered, you must make sure that things are orderly in your life. Are we together? You, you can never expect prayer when your life is not right. Are we together? You fix your life, then you approach God. So I'm just simply showing you that before Solomon could pray, he had to make sure that the priests were in their place. He had to make sure that the vessels were in their place. And when everything was in its place, then he began to pray the prayer that we are going to read. Are we together? Now we say it's in First Kings chapter 8, verse 26. And now, O Lord, God of Israel, let thy way, I pray thee, be verified, which thou speakest unto thy servant David, my father. Hallelujah. Prayer is not just based on a feeling. It must be based on the word of God. Hallelujah. You can never ask for anything that is outside the parameters of the word and God will answer you. Everything that you ask, you must make sure that it is scriptural. Are we together? Now, he says, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven, heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built it. Hallelujah. If you, if, you, if you really check what is happening here, is that he, he doesn't just start by asking God uh, uh, things for him to do. He starts by praising God, by creating an atmosphere. Are we together? That is why a lot of times believers don't get a lot of things from God because we go, go to God as if we are bringing a shopping list. Prayer is not where you bring a shopping list. You've got to create an atmosphere of sincerity before you can, God can respond to your prayer. But I just want you to listen to how Solomon praises him first. Hallelujah. He says, Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry, and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today. 
that thine eyes, eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there, thou, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make towards this place. Are we still together? This was during the dedication of the temple, but just stay with me. You'll see where I'm going. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people, Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive, O Lord. Hallelujah. So as he was dedicating the temple, he, he, it was not a personal prayer. But it was a prayer for the nation. Are we together? That whoever prays, if they pray facing towards the direction of the temple, oh God, hear from heaven and respond to their prayer and forgive their sins. Are we together? If any man trespass against his neighbor and an oath be laid upon him to cause him to swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven and do and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked to bring his way upon his head and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. Are we together? When thy people Israel be smitten down before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee and shall turn again to thee and confess their name, and pray and make supplication unto thee in this house. Then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. Hallelujah. This, this is based, Solomon was looking at the physical structure, but you and I were looking at Christ today. Are we together? Stay with me as we go along. And it says, when heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin, when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel, that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. If they be in the land famine, if they be pestilency, blasting, mildew, locust, and if they be caterpillar, if thy, their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness they be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man, or by all thy people Israel, we shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hand towards this house. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and do, and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knowest. For thou, even though only, thou knowest the hearts of all the children of men. That they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover, concerning a stranger that is not of thy people Israel, but cometh out of a far country through their name, to, for thy name's sake, for they shall hear of thy great name and of thy strong hand and of all thy strange out arm when he shall come and pray towards this house. 
Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all the people for of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee, and to know that people thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I've builded is called by thy name. If thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them, and shall pray unto the Lord toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house that I have built for thy name, then hear thou in heaven thy prayer and thy supplication, and maintain that cause. Hallelujah. We can go on and on. But this prayer, it is exactly what saved Jonah when he was in the belly of the fish. When he was in trouble, the prophet says, right in the belly of the fish, he turned and faced it towards the temple and began to remember the prayer of Solomon. And when he remembered the prayer of Solomon and began to pray, God answered his prayer. I'm simply saying, as believers, we must know that to neglect prayer or a place where you neglect prayer is the best place of evil. Hallelujah. So, Every time, whenever you look at your life, a lot of times where you become vulnerable towards the devil's attacks is when you neglected prayer. Hallelujah. And Brother Brenham says here in this message, the angel and the commission, he says, I don't sleep very much at night, always in prayer, nighttime when all demon powers shut down towards morning, when they are not roaming That's the time the Holy Spirit moves in and talks to me. Go early if you want to pray. Rise up early. Hallelujah. So that means if if you are if you want your your prayer life to be intact and to be effective, make sure that when you pray, you don't pray while you are in a hurry. Make sure that you take your time and spend in the presence of the Lord. And where you are alone and speaking to God about your issues. But before you bring your issues, acknowledge his majesty. Acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge why you worship him. Acknowledge, don't go to God with a selfish prayer. This is what I need you to do, God. No, 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 no. Firstly, as you listen to what Solomon says, he acknowledges his majesty. He acknowledges his supremacy. He acknowledges the essence of his being before he comes down and says, God, on the basis of this, I know you can do one, two, three. Because why? If you come to me and we've got a relationship, you cannot just come and say, I need you to do one, two, three. Firstly, you greet me. Firstly, you ask me how I am. Hallelujah. And sometimes if you really need me to do a favor, then you can speak to me about how good I am. Hallelujah. That, that, because when you speak to somebody about how good they are, it's difficult for them to reject your request. Have you realized? The same thing with God. When you go before God, make sure that you acknowledge him. Make sure that you worship him. Make sure that you strengthen your relationship with him. Make sure that it is a communion. And once you have established the communion, then you can come and say, God, on the basis of the relationship that I have with you, I don't want this relationship to be strained. So help me and protect me. Help me and provide for me. But 
It must never be something that you just say in passing. It must be something that you spend your time and connect with the Almighty God. Hallelujah. And if you really want to get something, make sure that you go in early, especially towards the morning, because that's when demons are tired. Hallelujah. So that means during that time, and I've said it before, that sometimes if God keeps on waking you up at a certain time at night, it may be that he's simply saying to you, it is time that you can speak to me. I want to speak to you. Hallelujah. So if you find yourself awake in the middle of the night, don't just blame insomnia, but you just say, God, let me just go and leave the room, go somewhere, kneel down and speak to God. And if you've got nothing to speak to him about, there are so many issues of the believers that you can present and say, remember so and so. Have you realized effective prayer warriors are the people that have got burdens in their hearts? Hallelujah. A, a, a burden in your heart in the economy of God makes you to be responsible. Are we together? Now, he says, prayer is not to get down and shut your eyes thinking about your washing and your work you are doing and say, Lord, help me and John and heal Mrs. Jones and so forth. That's not prayer. But how many of us, a lot of times, when we come and say, remember so-and-so, and we think we have prayed. Lord, help me, we think we have prayed. Brother Branham says, that's not prayer. It's just the repetition of some words. But prayer is to come into an atmosphere where you realize that you are in the presence of God. And you are moving, you are moving to then into the deepest of sincerity. Hallelujah. Because when you come into the presence of God, that presence is going to awe you. That presence is going to overwhelm you. I don't know how many people have ever been in the presence of the Lord and where you feel overwhelmed. Where you feel like you can't hold yourself. And if you have never experienced that, that means maybe you really pray fast. But there must be a time where you set a day aside or maybe a few hours or two where you come and worship God. Are we together? Are you still with me? And it says, prayer is not exactly bringing God down to man. It's bringing man up to God. So that means when you pray, you are climbing the ladder towards the almighty God. So that means if you do not pray, then God will not come to you. Because the Bible says, when you approach me, I will approach you. But you've got to be the one that initiates as a believer and say, God, I need your face. God, I want to speak to you. God, I want to worship you. I want you to be real to me. I want you to talk to me. I want you to answer my prayer. And when you come and you become disparate that God must answer your prayer, God will answer your prayer. Are you still with me? He says, remember, this is the message, church order. Remember, all the forces of the dark kingdom of Satan will be turned against you as you begin to grow in the Lord. And you must be soldiers, not just fresh recruits. Hallelujah. When, when a lot of times people think that if, if you begin to introduce a prayerful life in your life, when you become prayer-oriented, things will begin to go your way. Let me tell you something. That's when you begin a battle. Because the devil hates a believer that prays. 
The devil hates a believer that has a relationship with the almighty God. So when you begin to pray, I can tell you, the devil is going to turn loose on you. But here's something beautiful. Prayer is more powerful than the devil. Prayer is a weapon that God has given to the believers. Are you still with me? You, and, and when you begin to pray, and when the devil begins to approach you, you've got to behave like a soldier, not like a fresh recruit. And uh, how, how do you differentiate a fresh recruit from a real soldier? Take them to the battle. A battle is the one that brings out real soldiers. And a battle is the one that, that shows and exposes fresh recruits. Hallelujah. Real soldiers, they remain and face the battle head on and take the enemy head on. And how do you take the enemy head on? Make sure that you're always prayed up. We can never emphasize, overemphasize the importance of prayer. When you need answers, you've got to go to God and seek answers. And God is more than able to come down and give you an answer. God is not mute. God is not deaf. God hears our prayers. And God can respond to our prayers. And God can change things in our life. But we've got to be prayer oriented. And have you realized that the more you pray, the more your fear dwindles? And when you don't pray, then your fear becomes greater and greater and you get swallowed up. Hallelujah. But a real prayer warrior is not afraid of the devil. He knows that if something goes wrong, I know where to report to the devil. And where do you report him? To the almighty God. He's the one that created the enemy. He knows the enemy. Say, God, this creator is giving me a hard time. And God will respond to your prayer. Are you still with me? He says in the message, Jesus Christ is the same. The devils tremble when the weakest of saints go to their knees. What a power and a privilege has been given to the church of the living God. When you fall to your knees in prayer, even the devils tremble to the weakest of them. Think of it. The devil is not only afraid of the prayer of the pastor. The devil is not only afraid of the prayer of a deacon. The devil is not only afraid of the prayer of an elder. Even when the weakest of the weakest of believers begins to go down on their knees, the devil trembles. So that means everyone has got a share of power to paralyze the devil. Your prayer is, can be as much effective than a prayer of a pastor sometimes. Are you with me? With me? Amen. Now he says in this message, life story, the greatest weapon that I know of a Christian today. What is the greatest weapon that a believer has today? Is it a song? Hallelujah. Is it church attendance? Is it reading the Bible? Is it just a relationship with believers? What is the greatest, what is the greatest weapon that a believer has today? The prophet says, a committal to God. When, when, when you do not understand something, the best way, commit it to the Almighty God. When you are in a battle that you don't understand, commit it to God. You, you know, we, we have a privilege 
Imagine if Jacob Zuma was to tell you as a president of the country and say, if you've got a problem, if you run into whatever problem that you run into regarding the affairs of this country, uh, here's my direct number. Phone me. Goodness, you will walk around Wheatbank with, with a sense of confidence. And, and actually, sometimes you will look around for problems so that you can show off that I can call somebody bigger to resolve them. Are we together? Because why? You've got an access to an important person that is running the affairs of government and it changes your behavior. It changes how you view situations. It empowers you. How much more when you don't have the number of Zuma but you've got directed to the God of heaven? That should give you more confidence and say, I've got somewhere where I can report to this matter and I know this matter shall be attended to. But a lot of times, we believers, we go to God, and when we pray, we don't care whether he answers or not. We are not disparate and say, God, because if you go to God and ask for something, if God does not grant it, but God will never go mute on you. God will answer you and say, my child, I will not give you this, and will redirect your path. God With God, God will never go silent. He will always answer you. But a lot of times, when he's silent, then we need to check ourselves. Hallelujah. And it's not wrong for God to be silent. Hear me out. God can be silent. And sometimes it's not because you have done something wrong. He's silent because sometimes he wants to test your ability to trust him. Have you realized that God likes it whenever, when everything else has failed, he wants to step in. He wants you to explore your options. He wants you to explore whatever way that you think it can be done. And once you have failed, he wants to be the last result. Because he does not want to share his glory. If you still think about specialist so-and-so, let specialist so-and-so do his job. Hallelujah. But when all is said and done, God will come in at the right time. I mean, when, when they captured the Hebrew children, he could have intervened from the beginning. But he decided to go quiet. He could have decided to step in when they captured them. But he decided to, go, to keep quiet. But when they took their first step into the fire, he was in the fire. Why, why did he do that? He wanted to check their commitment. He wanted to check their determination. And those men were committed. Those men were determined. They told them and said, even if our God doesn't deliver us, but we will never bow down to the image. That's a determination. That's a commitment. But a lot of times we want to see a sign first. But sometimes God will go quiet and look at you. Did he not go quiet on job? When things happened, he just went silent and looking. He never whispered into the ear of Job and said, this is the reason. No. He just went quiet. My question is, as a believer, have you got the ability to trust God when he's silent? And if you've got the ability to trust him when he's silent, then 
you are a dependable believer in the economy of God. Are you still with me? Now it says, when you can't do nothing about it, just commit it to him and God will take care of it. In the message, perfect strength by perfect weakness, excuse me, he says, there's only one thing that God cannot do. God can do everything, but there's one thing that he can never do. What is it? He can never fail. God can never fail. We fail him, but he can never fail. When he moves, it's going to be done. And if he can never fail, I always say, God is in charge. Hallelujah. And there is nothing that can baffle God. There is nothing that will happen and God say, Hey, I don't know why. No, he's got answers. He can do anything else but not fail. He cannot fail. We are saving an unfailing God. Hallelujah. In the message, three kinds of believers, he says, the trial comes to shake you, to put you to the very bottom to see where you will stand. Hallelujah. And every believer must be tested. Every child of God that comes to him must be tested so that they should not be bastard children in the economy of God. And you, and you can never, I have never seen a teacher that goes to or a student that goes to the teacher and say, this final exam this year, I want you to set it in this way, include this question, exclude that question, and yeah, then we'll be sorted, teacher. Never. Never. The teacher, at his or her own liberty, decides what to incorporate into the question paper. And sometimes... When a teacher has done a good job, do you know what the teacher is going to do? He's going to make the test difficult. Be careful of a teacher that is always available. I've, I've realized lazy teachers always made it easier for us when we're in school. Because goodness, he didn't want, to, he didn't want us to expose their laziness. You know those teachers that will even tell you, hey, children, we'll just, I'll, 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 I'll base my question on chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and chapter 4. Read only that, and then you will be sorted. But another one says, oh, from chapter 1 to the very last chapter. And check, the very one that says from the very first chapter to the very last chapter is the one that is there, is the one that is willing to offer extra classes. And say, if you've got a problem, I'm available. Don't rush home, I'm available. Come to my office. That one is more dangerous when it comes to exams. Because why? He knows I've given out the best. I've given out my time. I've given Hey, there was one that even we're going to say, even on Saturdays, I'll come if you want. And you surely knew that whenever he set the test, it was difficult. But I say, this God is available 24-7, 365 days. So he can help you to handle every trial. And sometimes, especially in message believers, you're going to be more tested than any other group. Because why? You've got the weight, the fullness of the weight. And God wants to check, how will you do with the weight? 
Isn't the prophet says, here is a great mystery. The weight is now in the bride. And the bride knows what to do with that weight. And how will we know, how, how will we know, how will we know if you know how to do with the weight unless you are tested around the weight? You've got to be tested so that we can see whether are you going to activate the weight or are you going to fold your arms and behave like a victim. But let me tell you something. With the resources that God has availed in the end time, I'm not going to behave like a victim anytime soon. Because why? In the end time, God gave out the best. With the Pentecostal, he gave out the gifts. But with us, in our hour, God did not just give out the gifts. He gave out himself. Because the scripture says, the Lord himself, the Lord himself, shall not send a gift down. The Lord himself shall descend. And I'm here to report, he has descended. And if he has descended, and there is a scripture again that says, in the end time, Michael shall rise up and stand for his people. And I'm saying, I don't care how dark the hour may be, but Michael is on the scene. And Michael is a war veteran. He overcame him there. He will overcome him here. Do you believe that this evening? He overcame him there. He will repeat again and overcome him here. Are you his people this evening? Are you his people this evening? Are you taking sides with Michael? Then let me tell you something. The table is nothing. But you've got to believe it. Not just believe it, you've got to live it. Because this is the hour where you've got to express what you have believed. It's not an hour to come off large. Are you still with me? The trial has got to come to shake you. You've got to be shaken. To put you to the very bottom to see where you will stand. You can, you can never be a victor unless there is a battle. I've ne- you can never find people being celebrated in their military regalia when there has never been a battle. When you hear that awards are going to be given out and the five stars are going to be given out and be endorsed on people, you must know that there was a battle. How do you get promoted in military ranks unless there is a battle? There's got to be a battle. And they've got to check what is your specialty. And certain generals, they they can specialize in a battle that takes place in the air. And some can specialize on the battle that takes place on the earth. And some can specialize on the battle that takes place on the sea. Here as you are sitting, all of you, you know how to handle battles. The battle that you handle, I cannot handle. But when the devil takes me to a territory where I have never been before, it is my responsibility to look in the camp and to look for somebody that has got an experience of fighting on that turf and say, how did you do that? Are you here? You can never be a military unless you tap and leverage on each other's strengths. 
Because when you're weak, somebody is strong. And somebody will lift you up by prayer. That's why in the Christian economy, no man is an island. You can never survive on your own. That is the quickest way to have a nervous breakdown. You need other people that you can pick up the call and say, I've got a challenge. I don't know what's happening. And they can say, let's pray with you. And they can give you words of encouragement. But but this army has got to be transparent, has got to be honest with one another. Because if you are not honest in a military battle and you are given a turf to protect and you know that you are overwhelmed by the enemy and you you don't shout for help, you know that the devil, the enemy will come through you. And the entire army can lose the battle through you. That's why it's critical to be honest. The prophet of God says, if we pray for the sick and they don't get healed, it's because some people have got unconfessed sins. And it says an unconfessed sin can hinder somebody from getting healed. And at the day of judgment, you will be held responsible so everyone has got responsibility and say, David, whatever you do, you're not going to come through me. And if you overwhelm me, I will raise my hands, I'll scream at the top of my voice, I'll ask for reinforcement. There's a weight in military cycles, reinforcement. That means you are fighting, but you realize that the battle is so intense and you cannot handle it alone, then you've got to call for reinforcement. Amen. And uh, uh, I looked, and you've got to communicate properly in military cycles because miscommunication can lead to fatalities. Like in a battle where they were fighting, they had to relay a message through the soldiers. And that message came from the one that, from the source, and said, we need reinforcement. Then it was Uh, transmitted to the next source, to the next source. By the time they got to the final source where they've got to act, the message had changed. It was no longer we are asking for reinforcement. It was saying we ask for refreshments. (laughs) And they lost the battle. What am I saying? Don't just come to the pastor and say, pray for me. Pray for what? Name. What should we pray for? And if you realize, believers love generic prayer quests. You can come to the church and say unspoken prayer, but you can never come to me as a pastor and say, I've got unspoken prayer. What's unspoken prayer? Say it. If you are struggling with a particular habit, say it. If it's pornography, my brother, where the moment you call it by name and say, Pastor, pray for me, I've got a demon that is bothering me and it's a demon of pornography. Right there, that demon begins to tremble because you called it out by name. But if you come and say unspoken prayer, that demon is sitting there at the corner is even praising God and say, goodness, he is respecting me. No, call it out for what it says. That demon is bothering me and the name of that demon is such and such. It will go. Are you here this evening? 
Have you realized that there are certain demons that we, we treasure so much, we want to protect them because why? We think if this demon is exposed, it's exposing us. No, 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 no. The one person that must be exposed is the devil himself. And when the devil is exposed in your life, we will not respect you less. We will even respect you more and say, here is a brother that showed the devil the door. Yes, today message believers struggle with a lot of things and they cannot say it to among themselves because they have set a bar around which they compete and say, who's more spiritual? No, 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 no. This now, this hour requires who's more bravest? Who's more courageous? Who's, who can confront the devil and dismantle the devil from his death? That believer must be celebrated. And it goes to your parents as well. There are times when a young person confesses and makes their life right. Others, they look at their children and say, I hope you're not like her. You may find that one that is confessing is real. Yours is giving you a makeup. I would rather have the real child than a makeup child. I would rather know what you as a believer you are going through than a makeup believer. You know, when a believer comes into the pastor's office and says, Pastor, I've got mind battles. I'm struggling with one, two, three. It doesn't lessen my respect for that believer. No, no, no. It actually tells me this person means business with what they are trying to do for the Lord. Are we together? Amen. Amen. Now the prophet says in the message expectations, trial, uh, uh, it's prayer that I depend on. That's the secret of all the mysteries of God. That's the key that opens the door to everything of God is prayer. If you pray and believe, when you pray, then believe that you receive what you ask for and God will make it known. Prayer is powerful. But today, you can see it amongst the Pentecostals. People want to, people want something Tangible. If today, if we just say, brother, is a problem, let's pray for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God step in, help our brother. No. People want something to say, here's an oil. At night, just smear it on the forehead and or even on your feet. Then you can go and sleep then people think that that is more effective. Or here's something that you've got to bind around your wrist. Sometimes, whatever the people tell you that you need to bind, you are protecting that thing than for, rather than that thing protecting you. Are, you. are you together? And especially as Africans, we like tangible things. Some ointment, some Vaseline and so forth. 
No, the prophet doesn't speak about it. He says, I depend on prayer. Do you believe it in the building? I depend on prayer. Prayer is powerful. You want to get something from God? Pray. Hallelujah. Because things that are happening in churches are, are quite shocking. Some, it's more, a, what do you call it? An edge that you, you put on your shoes. See, you are protected. Goodness. Where is God in that? Hallelujah. But you are prophet that met battles. He says, I depend on prayer. That's the secret of all the mysteries. That's the key that opens the door to everything of God is prayer. And if you pray and believe when you pray, then you will receive what you pray about. It's as simple as that. How much are you going to get from God? It depends on how much you are willing to believe. Amen. He says in this message, Total Deliverance, I think we quoted from this book on Sunday, that's the way the church ought to be. We'll take righteousness, we'll take holiness, we'll take the Holy Spirit, we'll take a unified group. When we go to the altar, we'll be a real group. We'll leave nothing behind. We'll take everything. There won't be one who stay back there, you know, and people can pray in such a way till the devil will have to give in. Do you believe that you can pray in such a way that the devil can say, hands down, I tried everything. <laughs> this gentleman is still standing. This woman is still standing. You can come to those realms where you make the devil just to give up on your life and say, what more can I do? You think after the trial of Job, is there anything that he could do? He tried everything in the book and Job remained standing. He gave up on Job and said, that's a believer. Don't you want to come to those heights? He says in this message, a true sign that's overlooked. And so when Amram and Jacobeth saw that it was time for the way to be fulfilled, they were. How many points to their trust in him this evening?
give us another one. Let's just worship him. I mean, it's surrender this evening.
we can see how Solomon was mentioning item by item, Lord. Mm. Situation by situation, oh God. Yes. Which situations perhaps if we would check now, Father, we see now even the Israelites, they are in some of the situations, Lord. Mm. And if they can pray, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. And we know they are praying, God. They have a wailing wall there. Yes. They put their request there. They kneel down and pray and ask God. And you are answering their prayers, Lord. Hallelujah. For that one day they will see the Messiah, O oh Lord. If their prayer for Solomon could be so effective to save Jonah in the pale of a well. And if a prayer could have been so effective, Lord, when the saints caught the mystery of prayer, Father, mm. when they prayed in John Mark's house and Peter was released by an angel from prison, they even refused that that is his angel. We are waiting for Peter. Hallelujah. And the Bible told us they kept on praying. Mm. They knew that if they pray, God would answer somehow. If our hearts, Father, can come to this knowledge, Lord, when we can pray until we find an answer from Thee. Hallelujah. When we can pray until we know what God wants with our life. Yes. Thank you, Father, for the shepherds you've given us. Mm. They are taking care of our souls through thy word. They are bearing the ark. They are in the forefront of the battle, Lord. Mm. I pray for them, oh God. This is my prayer, I say, Father, if you can remember it like you remembered Solomon's prayer, Lord. Yes. We can speak like Paul who said some have made shipwreck not of their will not of their desire Lord yes but circumstances Lord caught them along the way we are praying for them that are still holding on yes mostly we ask for our shepherds Lord if it be that God you want to speak to us we know that this time is not for a man. Mm. We know our pulpits are not for a man. Yes. Lord, we are sure we know Michael has come down mm. to fight for his own. Mm. Yes. How much more thankful we are this evening, Lord, to know that you are with us, mm. helping us. Help us to create that atmosphere along the way. Hallelujah. At our workplaces, Lord. Mm. In our homes. May those altar calls never cease. Let it be so, Father. May those family prayer meetings never cease. It sounds so weakly, Lord. But it's the most powerful thing you've ever given. Me oh, yes. Me. It has been handed down. We have it. It's true we have it, Lord. Mm. Only we can believe. Help us, Lord, to have this faith to believe. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. We have been weak mm. and trailing behind. Yeah. If your prayer, Lord, you prayed on John 17, could be so much sustainable unto this day. Mm. If you could see how the devil wanted to sift 
Peter's faith. But he said, but you shall prevail for I've prayed for thee. Before the circumstances could come, you had already prayed for him. Yes. How long we do the same for one another, Lord? Pray before the temptations come. Pray before the trials come. Help us to pray, Lord. Before the challenges come. Hallelujah. The other time you said, pray that you may not enter into temptations. It's possible we can live without temptations, Lord. But only by this powerful weapon, if we can pray, Lord. Thank you, Father, this evening. May you receive this, our thanksgiving, in that you have spoken to us. Go along the way with us. We are longing for that atmosphere, Lord. We know one day we'll walk out of this world. Help us to keep that atmosphere, Father. Help us to have it possible that we can pray in our cars. We can pray as we walk. We can close the doors in our homes and pray. Hallelujah. Let every place be conducive for prayer. Yes. Only that atmosphere, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Just give us a song till we meet on Sunday. Amen. No.